0: Welcome back to another episode of A Kingdom Perspective. Stephen Scott here with you to discuss A Kingdom Perspective on taxes.
1: Yeah, we've been in uh, the middle of a uh, national conversation on on taxes. As we're uh, preparing, uh, the president has uh, decided that he wants to kind of overhaul our uh Our tax code and our tax law. And so, Congress, at the time of this recording, anyway, is currently working on a new tax plan. In addition to that, we're, Scott and I, live in Illinois, and taxes are always a conversation in Illinois. It seems like we're, over my 11 years here, we've repeatedly talked about taxes and how high they should be or how, well, mostly whether or not they should be as high as they are, <laughs> but every once in a while, should they be lowered? Yeah, I remember, you know, both Steve and
0: I moved to this state from Michigan, and I remember some shell shock when the first time I filed my taxes here, that the state taxes were, were so high in comparison to, to what I was used to in Michigan. And uh, since that time, they've fluctuated even more. They've gone up some. Uh, they were, went down once and back up again. And uh, even local, some of the local taxes, you know, are, the sales tax here uh is is as high as I've ever really seen anywhere. I mean we pay was it eleven percent?
1: On food and beverage. On, on food and beverage. Nine and- Nine something nine, yeah. All other and, stuff, and and
0: that varies depending on on obviously on where you live, you know, state by state. But they're high, and 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 I don't know that anyone. I've never met anyone who just loves to pay taxes. Well, uh, we want to talk today about a kingdom perspective uh, on taxes because this is something that that I feel like everyone kind of has an opinion. Um, everyone that I've ever met doesn't like to pay taxes, and and everyone seems to have some solu- some solution on what should be different or how they should be done. And, and unfortunately, the Bible doesn't have that solution.
1: Well, we we need to have some sort of like signal between the two of us when, when I've been ranting too long, <laughs> because I I, I I get passionate about this subject. But,
0: but go ahead. Well, because, we, and we'll get here, but between the two of us, you own property and I don't. And so that you end up with a, a little bit higher tax burden than I do. But uh, but we'll get we'll get to that. I guess what I want to do today is to talk through the lens of uh, what I what I would view as three false perspectives that I hear from Christians most often when it comes to taxes. And I just kind of want to have us walk through those three perspectives on taxes that Christians can have, and just kind of talk through the the merits of of those perspectives. Um, and so the first one is that as a citizen of God's kingdom, the government does not have the right to make me pay taxes. My citizenship is in heaven, my allegiance is to God, and so I don't have to pay taxes here to the federal government or to the state. You know, the the Bible says that my citizenship is in heaven, and so I should only, I should only owe God.
1: And it's really not, it's really not a a new argument. Uh, Christians have been making this argument for a real long time. Uh, And they they did in Jesus' day as well. Uh, Mark 12 records this uh, interesting exchange, Mark 12, starting in verse 13. It says that later uh, they sent some of the Pharisees and Herodians to Jesus to catch him in his words. They came to him and asked, Teacher, we know that you are a man of integrity. You aren't swayed by others because you pay no attention to who they are, but you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. Is it right to pay the imperial tax to Caesar or not? Should we pay or shouldn't we? But Jesus knew their hypocrisy. Why are you trying to trap me, he asked. Uh, Bring me a denarius and let me look at it. They brought the coin and he asked, whose image is this? Whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then Jesus said to them, give back to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. And they were amazed at him. So Jesus teaches... You should pay your taxes, <laughs> right? Well,
0: and and you know, very interesting to me that you know not only does he teach this uh, on this occasion, and I think clearly, you know, I, I've I've heard people who have tried to to spin this in, in a lot of different ways to try to get it, you know, get Jesus to say what they want him to say, but I think it's pretty clear, um, it, Jesus doesn't leave a lot of room for you know. But what if this or what if that for for different exceptions he he says, pay your taxes and I think you know going back on another occasion you know that in in Matthew 17 uh, where they're they're asking Jesus about whether or not he's paid his taxes yet and uh, and he he has Peter, you know, in a kind of an unusual story, he has Peter go catch a fish and look in the fish's mouth, and there's enough money in the fish's mouth to cover uh, both Jesus' tax burden and Peter's, and, and then they pay it. But uh, as weird as the story is, because it is it's, weird. Awesome. It's awesome. It's awesome, yeah. I mean, I wish I wish I could right. find, you know, money in a fish to pay my taxes, but the point is Jesus paid, that, that he didn't, he had an opportunity in that moment, he had an opportunity in the passage that you read to take a stand, about not paying taxes, about how it's wrong, about how you know the money's not being used in a way that honors God, and, and about about conscientiously objecting. Uh, and he doesn't do that. He he pays his taxes. He encourages us to pay our taxes. And
1: and Christians, because I I've been in a number of conversations about this over the years, and and Christians can try to play the the citizen of, of heaven card and. It's true, you are a citizen of heaven. If you don't pay your taxes, you're going to be a citizen of prison <laughs> as, as well. So, I mean, it really is just as simple as that. You you may not like that government does this, right. but government does do it, and Jesus tells you to pay. Enjoy your heavenly citizenship in jail. Right, exactly. His response was interesting,
0: the way he phrased the answer, because he could have just said, pay your taxes, but right. he didn't say that. He said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God."
1: So. From your perspective, what is Caesar's? I think that's probably a, a sliding scale, depending on where you live, at the time at which you live. I mean, you know just as well as I do that there are reports from the first century that there were people that were giving 90% of their income to total tax. Ah, uh, temple tax, imperial tax, you know, local tax. Yeah, if you felt like if you
0: feel like your tax burden is awful right now, I, you can't even imagine the tax burden that a lot of people were paying at the time, particularly people who weren't Roman citizens.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's exactly right. It doesn't count your temple tax. It doesn't count your your local city tax. Right. This is just to Rome.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not equivalent, but the idea of you pay property taxes, but those don't cover your income tax. You pay a t- sales tax whenever you buy something, but there are, you know, there's taxes upon taxes. And back in the time, back in Jesus' time, you know, the imperial tax was a tax that was paid by non citizens. Roman citizens didn't have to pay the imperial tax, they had to pay other taxes. They weren't, ta- you know, they weren't tax exempt. But uh, people that lived in Rome that weren't Roman citizens paid uh, higher taxes.
1: That's exactly right. So really, this is also a statement about uh, the the way you treat your enemies. The way you know th- that these Jewish men and women were were not happy that Rome was occupying their land, and I'm sure they felt like there is no way they should have to pay this tax to to Rome. Uh, Jesus says you should.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting to me that the question that Jesus asks when they bring him the coin is whose image is this and whose inscription, whose name, and that's the the you know kind of the the catalyst for his response. And I think that language is I, I just don't think it's an accident. The idea of whose image is this, whose image is this money been made in. Right. You know, and and the answer is that it's 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 in the image of Caesar, it's in the image of government. You know, look at look at your own currency, whose image is on it. It might say in God We Trust, but you're gonna see a president, you're gonna see a national landmark, you're gonna see the influence of government and country all over your money. And so Jesus says, Whose image, whose name is on this? And then he draws a distinction. To give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. Well, if taxes, if money is is what we owe to the government for being a a citizen of that country, for enjoying the the protections and privileges that, that that entails, then I guess the question is, you know, whose image and name do we bear? You know, if we if we bear God's image, if we are God's children, then give to Caesar what is Caesar's. You owe Caesar, you owe the government a tax burden, but what is it that you owe God? And and I think that that Jesus uses this opportunity to to talk a little bit about commitment, that you have a commitment to the government based on the country that you live in, you know that you have a commitment to obedient to be obedient in that government. You have a commitment at minimum to pay taxes. But he's also then making a statement about there's also a commitment to God, and it's a greater commitment.
1: Do you think if you struggle with the former, that you probably also struggle with the latter?
0: I think people who struggle with commitment struggle with commitment across the board. Um, I think that people who have become adept at at talking their way out of having to pay taxes, for example, are the same people who have become good at talking their way out of obeying God on things that they'd rather not obey God on?
1: Yeah, there's an old, the the reason I ask, there's kind of an old church pastor minister rule of thumb that sometimes the people that are the loudest and and the most negative about church finances are giving the least. You know, it's probably not always true, but it's just kind of like an old church adage. Right. You know, church minister adage, but it made me think about that.
0: Yeah, well, and it's interesting that that Jesus pairs these things, you know, to, to give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. He puts he puts that kind of together, that it's it's an obedience issue on both counts.
1: And later he'll talk about what you owe. Right. Similar language. Right, well,
0: and let's start moving to that and, and with kind of like the, the, the second perspective that I think uh, is maybe a little more common. Most people, I would say, acknowledge that Uh, The government says pay taxes, so I should pay them. But I think this perspective is is maybe a little more common among Christians, uh, that if I have to pay taxes, assuming I have to pay them, okay, I'll give you that, I should be allowed to choose which things my money will support. I should not have to pay all taxes. There are some taxes that I don't agree with, or some uses of my tax dollars that I don't agree with. And I should only I should be able to designate what programs, what areas of government my tax money goes toward.
1: And I, I've heard this from really probably two main groups. And you you can add if you think there's more, pro-life. That pro life people tend to be on this bandwagon quite a bit. And so pro life people sometimes feel this way and anti war.
0: Yeah, I think it tends, I think military tends to be a, a big. Uh, catalyst for uh, a big lightning rod, I guess, for uh, for this kind of thinking, that I don't support this war effort or that war effort or war at all. And and I think we should be spending less on our military. And so I, my money shouldn't have to go, or I'm only going to give the percentage. I've heard this before. I'm, I'm going to cut the percentage out that goes to the military i'm going to figure out what percentage of the federal budget
1: well known church leader did this, yes,
0: he did yeah exactly, and this is this is exactly what he did he He cut out the percentage you know of of the federal budget that goes to the, the to the military to military spending. He cut that amount out of his taxes and refused to pay it he only re, he only paid the remaining amount and uh, and so yeah, this is clearly a philosophy that's out there, and the the Bible deals directly with this philosophy as well. In uh, Romans chapter 13, Paul gets into talking about uh, submitting to government and, and the role of government. And uh, in, in verse 1, this is a difficult passage, by the way. I, I, this, is, this, this one is one of the more difficult teachings in Scripture, I think, for all of us. Uh, but it's there. We can't ignore it. So Paul says, Let everyone be subject to the governing authorities, for there's no, no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Consequently, whoever rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong. Do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what's right, and you will be commended. For the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath, to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. Therefore, it's necessary to submit to the authorities, not only because of possible punishment, but also as a matter of conscience. And then Paul gets into the the issue that's that's really at the heart of what we're talking about. This is also why you pay taxes, he says in verse 6. For the authorities are God's servants who give their full time to governing. Give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay taxes. If revenue, then revenue. If respect, then respect. If honor, then honor. And so this is maybe even clearer. Then Jesus teaching.
1: The book is Romans.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, this is within the oppressive government of Rome, underneath the you know, the oppression of the Roman government, these are the comments that Paul is making. Give to everyone what you owe them. The authorities that are in place are there for a reason. God works through them. It is your responsibility to do your part as a citizen. And that includes paying taxes. Give to everyone what you owe them. And, and Paul doesn't account for any sort of itemizing of which things I'm going to pay and which things I won't. You know, I'll pay for, you know, improvement in infrastructure so we can have good roads. But I won't pay for the, the areas that go towards building temples for Caesar because I don't believe that Caesar should be worshipped. Well, right.
1: neither does Paul. Right. But he doesn't allow a loophole like that. Those uh, government officials, they're responsible to God for that. We're responsible to pay our taxes. Right. Yeah, we each have a responsibility in this, and the responsibility is to God.
0: Government is accountable to God for how they use the money. I am also accountable to God for whether or not I pay my taxes.
1: And you are not not responsible if your tax dollars go toward uh, a war you don't believe in or to abortion. Or to building a, a Roman temple, you are not responsible for that.
0: On a smaller scale, it's the same argument that I hear people make as to why they wouldn't give money to someone in need that, you know, comes up to them on the street asking for money. And, and, and there's really that's really an individual choice. There's no biblical mandate that you always have to give money to anyone who asks you, but if the argument is they're just going to spend it on fill-in-the-blank, something that I don't approve of, and so therefore, that's just justifying it so that I don't feel bad about not giving the money. It's not my responsibility what they will or won't spend it on. The decision that I face is, do I give or don't I give?
1: And there really isn't a biblical tax model, is there?
0: There's No, there's not. I mean, the, God had financial laws in place in, in, for Old Testament Israel, uh, but again, there was... N- no separation of church and state in, in the Old Testament. The Both the church and the state were publicly funded. Only every once in a while have I heard someone try to appeal to Leviticus for how our taxes should be, but that's silly. Uh, we're, we're not Old Testament Israel. The church is not publicly f- funded through tax dollars, and I don't Think anyone would like it if it
1: was? No, you don't want that.
0: I, I don't think anyone really wants that. If you play that out down to the down no, to no, the no. end of, of how that's going to work, I don't think you want uh, a church that's run by the state. So you don't want you don't want a tax code that mirrors the Old Testament, because right. the because the Old Testament, the nation of Israel, the church and the state were one and the same, and or at least they were hand in hand, and, and both and both really parts two arms
1: of government. Uh, and, and I just. I just don't think that's what anyone wants in America. So let's try to find this line then about paying all taxes. So let's start with tax evasion is wrong. Agree. And, and that when we t- typically think about tax evasion, we typically think about the super rich illegally hiding their money in different spots. Right. Most of us can't even relate to that. Right. And by tax evasion, you mean illegal illegally yes right but, but there are other forms of tax evasion that might be a little closer to home for the rest of us um, getting paid under the table for something that you do for somebody else you know you're right. getting you're getting paid income that really isn't ever reported to the government right you don't receive any kind of form you don't get a w2 for it right and you end up not reporting that income yeah i
0: was going to say no that's not wrong it's not no. wrong to to take to accept payment no. What's wrong is that when, when tax time rolls around and you and you don't report to the government that you that you made that income, it is income, right? The government uh, and you owe taxes on it. Like period. That's yeah. like that's that's how it works. If you make income, you pay taxes on it under the ta- under tax law.
1: So that's. Tax evasion. You drew a distinction when we were talking about this earlier, when we were getting ready for this about tax avoidance, and I liked your point there.
0: Yeah. See, I think that it's okay to avoid paying taxes within legal limits, uh, and what I mean by that is if you can find a deduction that you can take for your kids' school supplies, for college tuition, for I mean any number of things. There's any number of deductions. If you can, if you qualify for a credit. Because of the amount of income that you make, or because you have a certain number of kids in your family, um, there is absolutely nothing wrong biblically with taking advantage of credits and deductions and and everything that is within the law uh in in to, in, in in order to reduce your tax burden
1: because you're sometimes made to feel bad about this, but I prefer smaller taxes. I, I do. and and part of that comes from uh, a, a core a core difference in in the way that generosity flows. Uh, I, I like to see generosity flow through the church, right. uh, not not through the government. and And I, I know people see that different ways. That's just my perspective. And so I, I prefer smaller taxes. there There's a number of kingdom perspectives that play into that for me. One of them is stewardship. Um, this might sound a little conspiracy, but I don't exactly trust government to steward dollars well. (laughs) And and so stewardship, my sense of stewardship, plays into my desire for low taxes. Uh, There's a kingdom perspective on kingdom about this, that I like to see my dollars go to kingdom causes. And I just know not all government dollars go to kingdom causes. Uh, Some of them do go to causes that I disagree with. I'm not going to get into that here, but some uh, I know some of my tax dollars are used for things I disagree with, and you're as res- a Christian, right? And you, and you have a responsibility to pay
0: taxes. You can't not pay because of that, but you can within the law pay the the le- the least amount possible allowed
1: by law yeah. to those things. Yeah. yeah, I have an obligation to pay my taxes. I don't have an obligation to like all the things that my taxes go to. Sure, and so and then the last perspective on that is freedom. That you know our. Our founders believed that there comes a point where um, taxation is tyranny, where where they're where they're one and the same. And I I'm a big big believer, spiritual and just as a as a patriot, freedom that that we should be able to spend on what we want to spend and give to what we want to give to. And so I prefer lower taxes. Right. I think you'd probably do too. What if I don't like? where where my taxation is going to where my, where my taxes are going to what what do i do in that situation
0: yeah i think that's kind of the third perspective that people have that i've heard before that if if i don't support the way that money is being used i should withhold my tax dollars as protest protest is 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 you know in vogue again it's 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 back in style and everyone seems to be protesting and counter-protesting all over the place and so uh is it is it an effective way to protest for me to withhold my taxes,
1: and I think probably the way most people implement that is not by like not filing, but by underreporting or um, taking deductions that maybe they're not really entitled to. Right? Uh, um, you know, pl- playing those games that a lot of, a lot of people play with taxes. Right.
0: Yeah, I want to read uh, this passage uh, in First Peter because I think this, I think these passages are just very, very clear. Uh, in First Peter two thirteen, it says, "Submit yourselves for the Lord's sake to every human authority, whether to the emperor as supreme authority, or to governors who are sent by him to punish those who do wrong and to commend those who do right. For it's God's will that by doing good you should silence the ignorant talk of foolish people. Live as free people, but do not use your freedom as a cover up for evil. Live as God's slaves. Show proper respect to everyone." love the family of believers fear god honor the emperor and obviously we don't have an emperor this was written you know during the time of the the roman empire but i think the point still stands that we are to submit to government and we we don't it doesn't matter if we like the way that our money is being used we we don't protest by withholding our tax dollars from the government we submit to the judgment of the officials. And, you know, we, we have a democracy, not an empire, thank, thankfully, but even in a democracy, you can't pick and choose which parts of government that you're going to support. Everyone in a democracy agrees to abide by the decisions of the elected officials, even if they didn't vote for them, even if they, they disagree with them, even if they don't like the way they're governing or the decisions that they're making. We we are bound to support them at least financially, with the minimum amount of taxes required. That's how it works.
1: For the Lord's sake.
0: For the Lord's sake, yeah. Not only are we bound by law, but we're called by God to, to do this, to support the government with, the, with, with at minimum, the minimum amount of, our ta- of taxes that is required by law.
1: And you know, just as well as I do, because there's been some high-profile Christians that have gotten caught up in this, when a high-profile Christian is caught not paying their taxes, it's not a good look. It's really not. And so I I think that goes to the, for the Lord's sake, for his name, for his glory, pay your taxes.
0: I think this really goes to a, a misconception that, you know, if you want to play this out, a misconception that things are worse than ever. That Peter, when you wrote this about submitting to the government, you couldn't have known who our president was going to be. You couldn't have known how bad things were going to get in the United States. You couldn't have known how many things are going on that i disagree with and and if you if you know anything about history that's that's comical i mean the the government let me quickly walk through some of the governing authorities that were uh in power during the time of jesus and then peter and paul that peter's talking about when jesus was uh in adolescence as he was growing up and starting his ministry the emperor was tiberius who is known for being a total pervert just publicly and privately Uh, Not only that, but he arrested and executed most of his political opponents. Even though the Roman government called for a trial, he said, forget that, and he would just have them executed. And then he publicly insisted that he be worshipped as a god. And so he took over the state church and made himself the object of worship. His successor was Caligula, only ruled for four years, from 37 to 41 AD, and uh, he also publicly promoted adultery and sexual perversion and, and encouraged it in his, in his empire. And then he made, uh, he made it formal, that the idea that, that we would worship the emperor, he made that formal. That then became a policy that now this is, this is who your God is. It's the emperor. Uh, he was followed by Claudius. Uh, who continued to promote emperor worship as the only acceptable faith, and and he made evangelism, he made Christian evangelism illegal. It was now against the law to try to convert someone to believe in Jesus. And then we all know Nero, uh, the the guy who came next. Everybody's heard of this guy because
1: he was crazy. he was a
0: crazy, crazy dude. I mean, he tortured and executed hundreds, thousands of Christians who refused to worship him as a god. And so this was the this was the government. This was the environment that Peter was writing in, when, when Peter wrote, you know, to, to honor the emperor, these were the guys, these were right. the emperors. He said, honor, as a Christian, what is my responsibility when this guy is the one that's in power? And Peter says, honor the emperor. That's nuts.
1: Yeah. And it, it really, it really is an insult to history when you act as though the day that we're living in right now, especially in America uh, that th- this is like the worst it's it's ever been. Right. Uh, the the political environment and all of that. It, it's it, it's really um, kind of mocks history a little bit. And, and the other thing I would encourage people to uh, is counterbalance with your dollars. That man, if you're you can't control what our government does with your tax dollars. That's out of most of our 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 grasp. Mo- most of our sphere of influence, we have no control over that. But with the dollars you do control, you can support pro life movement you can support clean water, you can support orphans, you you can do all sorts of things with the dollars you do control. And there's something that doesn't ring genuine to me when people complain about dollars they don't control. I can't believe the government's doing this, they're doing that, they're doing the other thing, and they refuse to make contributions with the dollars they do control. There's something that doesn't, that doesn't make sense to me, because, and, and it doesn't ring true to me.
0: Yeah, I mean, because last time I checked, the government is not taking more than half of our money. Right, so the money that I control is a lot more in terms of my money. The amount of my money that I control is a lot more than the amount of my money that the government controls and
1: it's very, very easy to complain about dollars you don't ever control true, and honestly it's really easy to point the and, finger and
0: honestly, at. I mean, if we're really talking about a kingdom perspective, dollars that were never really yours to begin with
1: correct if you yeah, if you follow jesus's words, right, which we should in this. Right, Podcasts, I mean, I mean, yeah.
0: if, if, if you, know, you talk about stewardship, about managing everything that God gives to you, and then God is very clear that you should pay taxes, well, if that's how you want your money used, God, then who am I to say otherwise? Yeah. You know, if God, God, you're going to bless me with all these different things, and then you're going to give me very clear direction in terms of what I should do when it comes to my government. I should pay the taxes that I owe. I should give everyone what I owe them. Well, I'm not sure where the loophole is in that pay your taxes.
1: Right. And and leverage leverage your your non taxed dollars or or your your leftover, leverage it for good. Right. You do control that. Absolutely. What do yeah. you think is the kingdom perspective?
0: Yeah, well, so the kingdom perspective on taxes is pay the taxes. You know, the Bible supports the right of government to tax its citizens and the Bible insists that Christians pay what is owed, and the kingdom perspective that it didn't belong to me in the first place, and so I am just managing it for God. And it's my responsibility to use it in the way that God directs. And it's very clear in Scripture that God directs that taxes be paid when taxes are owed. The Christian is responsible to God to pay the taxes he owes to government. Government's responsible to God for the way the money is used, but we're all responsible to God for how we manage what he's given us.
1: Hey, you guys, thanks for joining us. We're going to end on that note. Uh, Have a great day, and we'll see you next time on A Kingdom Perspective. Let me sing
0: for you, do my thing for you till they give me the axe. Here's the song I'm doing, we're going to fill you in on tax. Is that familiar melody simple and true? Humble it if you've earned a dollar or two. Bucks are being spent by
1: the government for whatever they do. Anyone who earns a living gives more than a few.